0: take you when I'm done with my business
1: (laughs) my business (laughs) we have to handle some business that's it all right you ready yeah all right welcome folks to uh, another episode of the strongly worded podcast I'm Sue O'Leary
0: and I am Johnny Hampton
1: and for the second week in a row (laughs) we are coming at you on a Sunday afternoon New year, new us, all excited about <laughs> the pod and everything we've got going on right now. Yeah.
0: It's two Sundays in a row. Yeah. So we're rolling.
1: We're rolling. <laughs> and I feel like last week, a lot of things fell into place in terms of the sound engineering and, and all of that. So I feel like-
0: Super producer and engineer. Sue hardly already.
1: at all. Educated by YouTube <laughs> and making a bunch of mistakes. You know, I, people will say, oh, what's your podcast? And I'll tell them and I'll say, but skip to season two. <laughs> <laughs> season one sounded like we <laughs> taped it in a wind tunnel.
0: Those are some good episodes, though. They really were.
1: <laughs> they really were. But, man. So, uh, Johnny, I got a couple hot topics in the news. Yeah, let's go. Okay, this first one was very uh, funny to me. We giggled around the house when I pulled it out of the news. There was uh, a MAGA, a a, a MAGA rioter mm -hmm, from the insurrection. Oh, okay. Who uh, was um, pre-trial. He's like out on pre-trial release.
0: Oh, okay. He's on bond.
1: Yeah. And they're going to revoke it. You know why? What did he do? He went on Fox News and said, if given the chance to storm the Capitol again, he'd do do exactly what he did.
0: Well, you can't, can't fix stupid, can you? You
1: can't fix stupid, or as Joe says, you can't polish a turd.
0: <laughs> so he got on national TV. He did. With his trial coming up. Yes. And said, I would commit the crime again. Yes. Man, if that ain't the height of privilege, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, he's going to jail. He's going to jail. Yeah, that, the judge. Even if the judge wanted to be lenient, he can't. I now. mean, he can't now. No, he can't do it now.
1: Even if he's one of those Trump appointees.
0: No, no chance. Not a he, chance. He, he, <laughs> well sorry sir <laughs> sorry not sorry yeah sir. i mean yeah uh,
1: and just to add a little insult to injury when he was part of the insurrection when he stormed the capitol the first time he was already in a supervised release program and had an ankle monitor on what the so why <laughs> is he out right now anyway i asked man
0: so he yeah he's definitely going
1: mm-hmm. i would think so
0: i oh, mean <laughs> I can't even imagine that you would be as brazen to rush the Capitol with an ankle monitor first. But secondly, after that, get on national TV and say, i do it again.
1: I think my T-shirt for 2022 is going to say there's no audacity like white male audacity.
0: (laughs) It seems as if good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So he's behind bars.
1: Um. So it said prosecutors are currently seeking to revoke his pretrial release.
0: Jeez, if he has to go to jail because of that, man, mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with his generation, man. He can't be. Is he? Did it, did it? Did it say his age at all? No. I mean, he can't be old. He got to be a young man. He's got
1: to be a young punk. <laughs> it has to be. but it is it's like last week i referenced the woman the yeah. the white woman from texas who was looking forward to the time away <laughs> to get in shape to shed a few pounds and to do some daily yoga while
0: she's in the clink and to avoid getting shanked <laughs> and i mean
1: <laughs> you know
0: hey listen i I consider myself a pretty tough dude and i always say there's two things i would never i'll be scared to do go to jail mm-hmm. and go to war yeah it takes a different kind of toughness, man. It does. I don't think these people realize.
1: Well, you know, I have a personal sort of vested interest in in learning about prison experiences and mm. what life is like when people get out of prison. And so there are a couple of account, TikTok accounts that I follow. And one is a gentleman who committed a crime as a 19-year-old, a very serious crime. It's, did I think his sentence was 38 years, but Ooh. he didn't do. Oh, okay. And, and he benefited from some of these programs these early release programs happening right now because of COVID and whatever. And he um, actually does seem rehabilitated. And he talks about that, about how poorly prisoners are set up for successful life on the outside by prison in prison.
0: Yeah. I got two cousins that um, one did some fed time and another uh, did like seven and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half or eight and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um without, the support of their family. I don't know if they would they would have made it. I mean, but there it's it's funny you say that now. If you have that support, though, like my cousin that did fed time now owns his own trucking business, mm-hmm. just bought a house in in Carolina. My other cousin, he's working and he has a car detailing business that's doing well. So if you have that support, but the prison does not support you.
1: No, the prison no. itself is not.
0: Mm-mm, not at all.
1: Not at all. Um, but it was interesting. He does. He talks about that kind of toughness and Dwayne talked about it too about having yeah. to make that conscious decision to let stuff go in one ear not the other and roll off your back especially when you're getting close to your release yeah because there's going to be some lifer that's right. going to mess with you
0: yeah Yeah, they got nothing to lose mm-hmm. they already yeah mm-hmm. yeah I can't can't do it yeah so I stay on the straight and narrow guys
1: that's right that's right um oh and I put in the this isn't on my list today but I did put in the chat last week I I wondered whatever happened to Matt Lauer Oh yeah, And, talk- and, and, and I'm I him up. Was he writing a book? He's that writing a, a tell-all, a salacious tell-all. <laughs> Good luck to him. I know. I hope it does well
0: for him. <laughs> I mean,
1: well, he the article said. I mean, it's not like he needs another dollar, right? It's it's revenge, and it it's probably not going to do that well because Nobody there's going to be no there's going to be no journey. He's just going to be uh, an angry white man who is mad that somebody you know took his mm-hmm. lollipop. Basically, I think that's my prediction. Listen, with all
0: the stuff that came out about him, nobody cares what you got
1: to say. But here's my question. I, one of the things, one of the little nuggets in that article stated that, you know, his divorce from his wife was finalized and he's in a new relationship. Now, I'm curious about that woman.
0: <laughs> that You know, that's how you know that kind of stuff is normalized. Mm-hmm. People don't think it is, but it, it it's normalized because... For her to, for a woman to even be like, well, I know he used his power mm-hmm. to have sex with these women and mm-hmm. may have forced himself on one or two, but that
1: happens. But that happens, <laughs> you know, or it's Man. some, you know, naive young woman who doesn't, you know, doesn't believe it or I don't know what it is. No, but I mean, that, be that could be,
0: that could be true too, because he mm-hmm. could be like, no, these were all consensual relationships and I just kind of. Blink, can't. blink. I just got caught up in the movement. Right.
1: That's my that's my impression of Matt Lauer's new girlfriend. Blink, blink.
0: <laughs> I always tell people all the time, like, listen, you can't find anybody who I've dealt with over my forty five years that could even come close mm-hmm. to saying I forced him to do anything. Absolutely. How do you get yourself in a situation, even if you, you know, come out clean, right? Like Sometimes, oh, yeah, okay, well, turns out he was innocent. Mm-hmm. How did you get in a situation where that got confused? I and, never and that's understand. that's
1: why that. I say, especially, you, you know, when there's multiple accounts with one guy. We, I said last week, I mean, I'm, that's good enough for me. Yeah, 20 girls can't lie. Where there's right? smoke, there's fire. Right. Yeah. But on the flip side, you know, Joe was off on Friday and I was working from home. So he kind of heard my day and the people I talked to and then this and that. And you and I talked about a couple mm. things and there's a couple things in my whatever and all different aspects of my life that he heard me deal with. And he said, you are always going up against some guy, aren't you?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Women yeah. are. Yeah. I am not alone.
0: And sometimes that guy is me, America. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well... Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: another tidbit that I picked up in the news this week says uh, sources are speculating that Aaron Rodgers has has said things to lead people to believe he is willing to threaten to boycott the Super Bowl if they don't alter their COVID protocol.
0: They're not altering their COVID protocol, so I, I hope. Okay,
1: even before that, he's not gonna boycott the Super Bowl.
0: Hey, man. Is he? I, I don't think so.
1: So this says that it's Boomer Esiason. That's the.
0: I cannot stand Boomer Esiason. I
1: just like to say the name. I'm not going to lie.
0: Like, it's just like a tangent, but he acts like he was Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're Boomer Esiason. You're not that great. Right. Like, Sit down, I, Boomer. I, I do not like him at all. <laughs> like, I, Okay, Boomer. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, maybe he has told people that. I don't know. But I... I saw that article, too.
1: I think it's him just bloviating. I mean... I'm so he... So the the protocol as it stands right now is that unvaxxed players are tested daily. If uh, someone like Aaron Rodgers has COVID, has experienced COVID, then they are not tested for 90 days after their first negative test. Well, that makes sense. Right
0: the chance of you're getting it back to back is very, very slim, right? Right, so. right.
1: But, yeah, uh, old Boomer saying that he has it on good authority, then <laughs> uh, yeah. Aaron says.
0: Boom, boomer's a journalist now? Has, I guess so. He has sources. I he's mean, a, that's another thing I can't take. Like, He's not a journalist. No. He's a talking head. Yeah. So you heard from somebody who probably heard from somebody, you didn't verify the source. Of so course. he probably didn't say this at all. We'll see, you know, if if it's not true, he'll probably say something. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm about like I love him as a football player. But like I don't I'm not a shut up and play, dude. But you know, you're just freely giving your opinion going on these podcasts. I don't care, man. Yeah. I don't care if you want to be vaccinated or not. Mm-mm. It's not really moving me like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I
1: just I I take issue with people who have this tremendous platform and utilize it irresponsibly. I mean. And yeah, that boils down to people saying things that I don't agree with. Sure. But like, this is a, a, we're in a pandemic.
0: That's what I was going to say though. You know, not in that way, but he, it's not really, I don't know if it's responsible or irresponsible. It's his opinion, Mm -hmm. which is based in nonsense Mm -hmm. because it's not based in scientific fact. right? Right. And so, people who choose to believe that are looking for something
1: mm-hmm.
0: to, was that, was that what they call that? Um, Not recency bias, but what is it? Confirmation call, bias? Yes, confirmation mm-hmm. bias. That, that's what those people are looking for. Right. So anybody who believes what he says already has a belief that vaccinations are no good. And-
1: so what if Oprah said it? What if Oprah said, take off your masks and don't get vaxxed?
0: There would be a lot of people who did it
1: you know think about what happened in the meat industry when she said something about the cattle or whatever and, uh, no i know all, i mean there's all peop- the books that have been sold because of her recommendation
0: I and mean, that's part of what's wrong with this world because who mm-hmm. gives a shit what oprah says
1: like you know uh, the, at the end of the day like i mean i'll talk to her about her book recommendations <laughs> <laughs> that's fine by me <laughs> no i'm just saying
0: we put so much stock into what famous people think mm-hmm. and, and they're just people right
1: <laughs> and really the only one that's a scientist is Maya Bialik right and I bet she's vaccinated
0: yes and you know so the, these people that's what's wrong with the world they listen to Oprah and Aaron Rodgers but not Dr. Fauci
1: correct that's it ladies and gentlemen we have solved the yeah. world's problems <laughs> we're signing off We've <laughs> we've had a good run <laughs> no I but seriously but maybe if he had
0: a talk show or played football mm-hmm. the pandemic would be <laughs> over right Right? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Um, The current Jeopardy champion.
0: One million, huh? Yes. Well, I saw that.
1: Amy Schneider. One million. One million. See, that First, almost makes
0: me want to watch. She's I mean, she's good. Yeah. It's hard. Listen, man. Those people who win 28, 29 in a row or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I watched I like I said I used to watch Jeopardy. I know how difficult that is because mm-hmm. the people that get on that show they're pretty smart. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get Final Jeopardy. Like when I get it in my house, I dance. Yeah. <laughs> like even as an adult. Yes. Yep. Got it's it. And then win a damn dime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. good She's, for her. And
1: she, you know, I I've learned a couple interesting things about being on Jeopardy between knowing somebody who was on Jeopardy. Did you really? Right over the summer, he his uh He was in, I think his episode played in August or maybe sometime through the fall. And then, you know, reading some of the articles about Amy, um, no visible tattoos. She was talking about how she had to shop for some clothing because in her regular life...
0: Jeopardy doesn't let you... Wow. No,
1: and and this article said, uh, and I don't know if it was due to her specifically or tattoos in general, that there can be copyright issues. Like you have to track down the copyright of the artwork or whatever and yada, yada. But she had to... Uh, alter her her wardrobe a little bit because she usually wears you know arms short out. sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's arms out, but that, also um, she's a transgender woman.
0: What? Yeah. Oh man, I need to
1: tell Tiara about this. Uh-huh. I wonder if Tiara knows. Probably not. So guess what? What? There's some debate on what? On whether she should be classified a female winner or a male winner.
0: She's transgendered. She's, she's a gender. transgender female so she's female now
1: she's a female now but you know who's marching along saying she's biologically a male and is there some type of advantage of her being biologically male that a biologically and i'm using air quotes folks that a biologically female woman won't be able to it's not you know that it's not an equal it's whether de- it's the hand-eye coordination for the Man, buzzer don't get the hell out of here whatever
0: so wait there's no females in the world who have good hand eye coordination. Not right, <laughs> Candace Parker disagrees. Mm-hmm. Diana Taurasi probably disagrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all these female athletes who are Serena Williams disagrees. Right. <laughs> like they all have better hand eye coordination than me. Mm-hmm. I know that.
1: You're an accountant. <laughs>
0: exactly. So what are we talking about? Right. Nah. I could see that's ridiculous. But no, man. What, if you're transgendered, which means See, I, that means she's now going through all the surgeries and all that? She's, I
1: don't know. I don't know what surgery she's gone to. So gone she's to. not just... Yeah, she's transgender, But yeah. she has... You know, I don't know if she's... I don't know what she looks like with her clothes off. But I, I know that she... She uh, identifies
0: was, as a woman. Yeah, You call her a transgender woman. Female. What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Like, you got you to gotta try
1: to... I was trying this topic out on Carolyn because she usually schools you know make sure and, uh-huh. and I don't I told her at one point I don't know all the rules of the language I just try to respect people with what they ask me that's all the language can. they ask me to use so you I don't do. you know I don't know what but I know that she is competing as a woman because she identifies as a woman I consider her a woman
0: and she's kicking her ass so. and she's kicking ass she's got a million dollars man call her, what, call her call whatever she wants to be called mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, yeah so I, now was that the person who got robbed or whatever yes
1: she was she was
0: I saw that too mm-hmm. But good for her.
1: I say so, too. I say good for her. But I think that this is a topic in particular that could lend itself to uh, maybe next week's episode.
0: Oh, I'm talking about.
1: Transgender athletes.
0: Oh, well, that's a. See, that's a different story, though.
1: That, well, I don't want it like I, okay. I'm not prepared to get into it all today. All right. But as I was reading about Amy, I thought, oh, that's something that you and I have never talked about as much as we, you know.
0: Yeah. That, damn, that's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting debate.
1: Yeah. So, listeners from the United States and Uzbekistan. <laughs> I think we've got one in Ireland the last time I checked. <laughs> All right. I think next week that'll be a good comeback back if yeah, you're interested. And yeah. and if you're part of the Facebook group, let's you know, let us know what, what you'd like to ask or have us talk about next well, week when we talk about transgender athletes. So
0: yeah, but meanwhile she's she's making history.
1: That's right. Mm, doo, 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 yeah, she's doo. probably what top five or six at least. She's yeah, I Hmm. I read the statistic and I didn't write it down. So yeah. Geez. And then the woman who had the record mm-hmm. publicly congratulated her, and they had a really nice public exchange. And and then Amy said that she looks forward to cheering on the next woman that you know takes the record. And it was really it was how women would do things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amy, like it was a, a nice example of everybody Amy, holding it's each other. going to be a
0: while though. It's, I, mean, I little, know I don't, she's setting a high standard. Yeah, that doesn't happen every. Mm-hmm. Every year.
1: Flagler United is ready to launch Season 2 of Travel Basketball for kids in Flagler County and beyond. We are looking for male and female athletes ages 8 to 18 to come to tryouts on February 22nd and 23rd in preparation for spring and summer tournaments. To learn more about the Flagler United program, check out our videos on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit our website at flaglerunited.org. We are constantly fundraising so we can keep registration fees low, so if you would like to donate or be a team sponsor, information is in our show notes and on the Flagler United website. Flagler United. Together we play, united we ball. Today, actually, I can't say I because my husband listens to the podcast.
0: Super Producer Joe,
1: Super (laughs) Producer Joe, love of my life. We were talking about back and forth about some things that you and I could talk about this year. And you know, it's the time of year where a lot of those lists come out of who passed, who we lost in 2022. Oh, 21. Thank you. (laughs) 2021. It's only nine days into 2022. I hope the list is short. Um, of who we lost in 2021, and you know, you look up one of those lists and you start, you forget. Yes. So I do have a list to to chat through, and then I thought we could talk about maybe the celebrity death that okay. really affected us. Um. So one of the ones that shocked me that I forgot about is James Michael Tyler. You know who he is? No. He played Gunther
0: on Friends. Oh right, mm-hmm. bartender.
1: Yeah, he was 59. And he, um, in the friends reunion, he zoomed in, and he was very unwell. Mm. Yeah, that's why he zoomed in. So rest in peace, Gunther. Um, you know who else we lost in twenty twenty one? Who? Who is a topic of conversation in my house over the years, lots and lots. Rush Limbaugh. Oh. Not much to say about that, I guess.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. So, but okay. you know, rest in peace to his family. You know, I'm sure his family misses him.
1: So that's something that I say a lot when talking about stuff like this. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. Right. I. Why? Why don't we want to speak ill of the dead?
0: Oh, I don't know. I guess it's a respect thing. I mean, he wasn't a good man to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm. You know, when he passed away, I didn't mm-hmm. repost that one. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, so. You know, when when George. Bush Senior died. Mm. There was a lot of eulogizing that left out things that people took issue with. When, and I'll tell you, when it came out for me personally, there was a large a, a stretch of time in my life where I was not a Kobe Bryant fan because of some of the things that happened in his past. Right, and it definitely became a topic of debate when he passed away. Right, um, you know how how do you eulogize or, or memorialize or whatever someone who has like what are people gonna say about I'm not trying to compare Kobe to Bill Cosby, but do we only focus on the positive once they pass what
0: no I think I think with that you you have a complete story right so Kobe Bryant was accused of rape, and that's the deal I mean mm-hmm. that's and even if he didn't do it, he still cheated on his wife right like so that makes him an imperfect man mm-hmm. and to be honest, yeah, I don't know why we don't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think it was Gail Oprah, what's her Gail King, is that mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. I think she had an interview where she kind of like really hammered on it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I think it's part of you, but you know, if you're interviewing a friend of his a day after or a week after he died, I don't know if you bring it up then. I think if you're on a panel, of mm-hmm. news people, and you're talking about a retrospective one. Like you have to mention that, right? right. Like, is a, a part of his life.
1: I think we faced some of this when Michael Jackson died.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a part of his life. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know. But the difference with Michael Jackson is he went to he went to trial and <laughs> and beat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended.
1: Right? <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, hmm. <laughs>
0: so, you know, I don't know why. I I I just. Rush Limbaugh was a racist. Mm -hmm. He wasn't. I'm a black man. Mm -hmm. So I was not. Are you really? I was not sad that he passed away. (laughs) Like, not that I was happy. Mm -hmm. I don't. Let's let's get it straight. I have a lot of conservative friends. Do not hit my phone. (laughs) Like, No, I wasn't happy. I just didn't feel anything.
1: Right. Well, yeah. He doesn't really have any impact on my life. Exactly. But he still was somebody's husband and somebody's father. And and that's what
0: that's why I say, you know, you know, they're not responsible. So I guess that's maybe why we don't speak ill of the dead. Yeah. Because there's people's family watching. Mm-hmm. And they're not responsible for what Rush Limbaugh. His wife is not responsible for that. Yeah. His kids, grandkids, cousins, if he has any brothers and sisters, they're not responsible for him acting crazy like that. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think sometimes people, rightfully so, say that uh, time, like in hindsight, as time passes some of those things kind of get sanitized or wh- whitewashed out of somebody's
0: well, history always history. yeah history always does that right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean th- you know 40 50 years from now when we die he'll be a great conservative voice who gave rise to to conservative Mm -hmm. media. That's what people will say. Well, they won't say that he told a caller, get the bone out your nose, and they won't say Mm -hmm. what he talked about with Donovan McNabb, and they won't, you know, Mm -hmm. all that stuff will be gone. Those clips won't be played.
1: Right. Um, Prince Philip, we lost Prince Philip in 2021, and I hate to say it, but I feel like probably we'll see if not uh, another royal death in the next couple of years, at least maybe a, a transfer of power and a, a new king.
0: Yeah, she's, I can't imagine, you know, not that I'm a royal historian, but I do watch The Crown. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> that counts.
0: <laughs> I just, so much loss for that lady. Mm-hmm. Just from the very beginning, right? Like her father, her sister's gone now, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Her husband gone now. You know, Harry's off in L.A. It's the
1: thing, though, when you live that many years. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I don't know that I would want to live to be 100 and have lost. Have you know, who am I with at that point?
0: Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, you can live to 100 and your kid could live to 80 and pass away. Exactly. Like, and you're like, man, I lost my son. But damn, Mm -hmm. your son was 80. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, that's tough. So you might be right. I don't I just don't know how much more she could take
1: and how much more she should take. Mm-hmm. But she's definitely a very old school royal. Like it's the 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 crown before anything else. Right. She
0: takes the responsibility seriously, mm-hmm. so she just powers through, right? Mm-hmm. So but that's old school mentality in mm-hmm. general, right. not even mm-hmm. just just her generation mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. around the world they just power through. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would do that. I don't know if I could.
1: I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like, I
0: thought she would die soon after he did. Because, you know, sometimes i that broken heart thing.
1: That's right. I mean, that's the only way to do it. I, seriously. I mean, my mom <laughs> suffers in moments. Your mom suffers yeah. in moments. It's tough. <sighs> I mean, I can't imagine being on this planet for 20 minutes without my husband.
0: Yeah, my dad used to always say, you know, I got to go before your mother. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Like, it would be sad.
1: I learned that my mom would say that to my dad. I didn't know that. She never said it where I could hear it, but she said it to him. Yeah. That's love, right? Yeah. One thing that struck me when I was creating this list too are all of these um actors, all of these Hollywood folks that are like we talked about in our last episode, these old school performers that we don't have mm-hmm. the same we don't have the same type of performer anymore. Cloris Leachman. Ooh. Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly Cleary was 104 years old. I mean, she's an author, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Asner was 91. Right. Ned Beatty was mm-hmm. 83. Charles Grodin was yep. 86. Hal Holbrook. Yep. Jackie Mason.
0: I actually did some uh, research for a change and looked at some of these lists and saw them. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn.
1: Yep. But that's like we're losing more and more of that piece of... History, like I mean, some people might argue whatever they might argue about entertainment history, but still, it's it's a huge. I started and who who's the next Jackie Mason? Like who are we going to eulogize like that?
0: I started feeling that way a while ago when um, a bunch of singers that I liked started passing away, Uh, like Luther Vandross passed away and Barry White, and so and I started thinking to myself like we have no one like that like when Quincy Jones passes away Mm -hmm. this guy like I saw a thing on Twitter and like Quincy Jones didn't have his big hit till Thriller Um, Frank Sinatra probably disagrees right? so like you you don't even know how much these people have done Mm -hmm. who is Quincy Jones we don't have a guy like that we don't have any producer that can produce jazz and come back in the biggest pop R&B album in history Mm -hmm. we don't and I, and I wonder why.
1: Well, do you think that maybe some of it, at least in recent history, is like we talked about uh, in season two with Tim Baker and mm-hmm. the the ease of doing so many of these things ourselves? I mean, we have a, a, a recording studio out in Geo's room or we're doing this at our tabletop and the, yeah. the change of the nature of the business. I mean, look, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube by Usher. He wasn't.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't see the greatness in our entertainers anymore.
1: They can be much more engineered.
0: Yeah, but even Bieber, like I, I would say, forty years from now, or however you know, fifty years from now, he's kind of like a generational talent. Like Bieber, you know him, I know him. Mm-hmm. Like, but
1: he's also a talented musician. He plays like this is what I'm saying. Twelve instruments. This is, this and, is what I'm saying. Like right.
0: so. He might be kind of like an an exception to that, right? Like Bieber, maybe Usher. So maybe maybe there are people like that that I just that we'll just
1: have to look at it differently. We'll have to wait. We'll just have to wait forty years and see what we're looking back at when yeah. we're at the table talking. <laughs> 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 so what what was a celebrity death that impacted you? And impacted
0: you in a? I'm actually wearing a shirt. That's uh, so why I wore this shirt. I have uh, my notorious Big shirt on, so that was a death that impacted me. And I, I actually, I I still remember when it happened. I had just came from the club. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember how old I was. I was probably nineteen, twenty. Was yeah. I just but I had just come from the club, and I was back in those days. I would come in from the club at five a.m., hop in the shower, and then go to work at Modell's right after.
1: Remember being able to do that? Yes, I
0: do. And I was in the shower, and it's funny, because he had just released the first single from his newest album called Hypnotized. That was the Life After Death album. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I jumped in the shower, and my mom was knocking on the door. And she said to me, Johnny. I said, yes, Mommy. She goes, somebody died last night, either the Notorious B.I.G. or Biggie Smalls. And I said to her, it's the same person. Oh my goodness. And I came out the shower and I on the radio in New York. Uh, this famous DJ, uh, Angie Martinez, was on the radio and she was crying, talking about it. So, yeah, that one was pretty impactful. Um, a lot of just a lot of singers and stuff. But that yeah. one was.
1: So, the first time that uh, a death from someone in the news or somebody that wasn't close to me that I actually noticed Mm -hmm. was when the challenger exploded Mm. that's when that sort of uh concept was introduced to me um but the first celebrity death that really kind of knocked me on my butt for a minute was prince Uh prince has underscored just about every high moment and every low moment in my life since i was in the fifth grade and got my hands on the purple rain album
0: that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one.
1: I Every year when it comes up on Facebook, my Facebook status that day was, please be a hoax, please be a hoax, please be a hoax.
0: Yeah, I remember um, that. I, I, so yeah, Biggie affected me. I remember when Michael Jackson died. We just talked about that. And like mm-hmm. I was actually home because I had gotten three wisdom teeth removed. Mm-hmm. And um, it came on the news. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know.
1: He, like, I, I, I was in theater, in dance growing up. I was very connected to music always. But I remember the um, discovery of the Purple Rain album and it being a a secret. Like my parents gave it to me not knowing anything about anything. So it was like a (laughs) juicy, well-kept, it was only mine, you know, and I would listen to it quietly when I wasn't home alone. I remember, you know, going to college, then what I learned about Prince before Purple Rain, that's when that took place. Oh. You know, I, I uh, was very close with somebody with a vast musical knowledge and the same kind of interest in him. And he, like I learned everything that he did kind of up to that point. And Which then, was super. Right. And yeah. then I started learning about all the songs that other people sing that were meaningful to me that are, that he wrote. And yeah. truly, I mean, I could say like every really great memorable moment and every moment where I turn to music to lift me up is underscored by a Prince song.
0: And that's the difference between Prince. Like people always talk about, you know, who's better Prince than Michael Jackson. And, you know, you can take your pick. Right. But the difference is when you listen to Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, Prince mm-hmm. wrote that. Mm-hmm. Or the difference is, um, didn't he write Manic Monday? Manic Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Michael Jackson didn't do that. Yeah,
1: And even, you know, like, I just don't understand why we have to do that.
0: No, but I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. no, we don't. Because I like them I both. But, but uh, he was
1: another one. He could play so many instruments. Yeah, Prince was a genius. He could, yeah, the way those sounds all kind of banged up against each other and got all intertwined and and his, uh, try, you know, reclaiming his own power in his musical career, you know, oh, yeah, whole, when he was, mm-hmm. the symbol. He was
0: the first one that really bought that To the forefront, like these people own me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm an artist. I don't own my own anything. And so to avoid that, I'm gonna just make music under this symbol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always say, you know, people like Prince, uh, a whole bunch of people. Like, like Robin Williams is another one that kind (sighs) of hit me hard. Yeah. And these people are geniuses. And
1: sometimes, like, it's hard to quiet the noise. That's so true. Like the, I, a genius mind, I think, is also a very tortured mind.
0: Yeah, it, it seems that way, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, as they, they say, Prince was taking it for pain. So so was Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. This, you know, addiction is not all just just that, though, right? No. We we know that now, right? Like, even when you get addicted to something, and it starts out, you're being addicted because of painkiller. There's usually other stuff. Well, on in your life that makes we, you
1: but we also understand and something that i learned watching dope sick was mm-hmm. that it rewires your brain
0: yes yeah and i mean
1: prince was a devout jehovah's yeah. witness mm-hmm. so to have learned upon his death that he was using a substance a chemical like that yep has to tell you something about the power that addiction can have
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's sad when you lose people like that because even though you know peace prince so he but got his flowers when he was alive. but He
1: did, but he, he was also alone when he died. Yeah, he, should, he, should he was get, alone.
0: He should get more flowers, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, that one got me. Um, you said that you asked your son.
0: Yeah, and he said, without hesitation, Kobe. Yeah,
1: that, that was echoed here, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Kobe Bryant thing is interesting because I remember being in the gym when it happened. Mm-hmm. I remember the ref telling me and my dad, and like I always know, like Kobe died, and then I think my dad died like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. It was um so yeah. yeah. I mean, the Kobe Bryant thing is just because he was so so young, and it you know plane crashes are always tough, <sighs> especially that particular one because he's mm-hmm. doing a helicopter to, to avoid traffic if you mm-hmm. would. Just, to
1: know. get to the gym for youth basketball. I mean there were so many aspects of that story mm-hmm. that you could relate to. And for example my daughter and this you know related to his daughter. They were mm-hmm. the same age. Mm-hmm. They were going with their dad to the gym. She wrote a speech for a speech competition. You know, about about it, about those those touchstones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just that was a tough one too. Mm-hmm. It's just sad.
1: And it continues to be tough. I think I watch, I, you know, I follow Vanessa Bryant. I do too. And, uh, you know, as she tries to showcase these happy, beautiful moments with her daughters, but she's still fighting this case in court because, you know, of, yeah. of photos being taken and and her not wanting her daughters to Google her father one day and see the photo and of their father the yeah. and their sister. Laying in a field. What kind of a person does that?
0: This is who we are, man. Like, they do it for money. That's what they got out of it, right? Like, you take it's those. A, like, like gawkers. Yeah, you take those pictures and you do that for money. Mm-hmm. And you don't care about you the don't. repercussions. You don't think about the reverberations.
1: You definitely don't think about it.
0: And it's sad. But, yeah, I mean, she, you know, she's getting along. But, again, like. They were like high school sweethearts, they right?
1: They high school sweethearts.
0: And so he, you know, she's with him his whole, pretty much his whole career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now he's retired. Mm-hmm.
1: Finally, maybe get to spend a different kind of time together. They, right. A lot of stuff was behind them.
0: Right. He, you know, he's really on this Mamba Academy, which mm-hmm. is right there in L.A. And, mm-hmm. you know, his, his daughter was going to be Big. great. Mm-hmm. Um, already, UConn, all these people. Mm-hmm. recruiting her and everything and he's spending time with their kids they just they just had had a kid right they Had a baby, a- another and one and um
1: and you know, he didn't have to be on the road all the time to miss a lot of that stuff
0: and that's what makes it because you you think about all of that in the moment like you think about his greatness of course but then you think about his family mm-hmm. and that's what makes it tough because what was he was he 40 even 41 like know. Yeah. he was so young right like so you figured a normal life expectancy is seventy something, you know, thirty something years. He had to go, mm-hmm. and now she has this, you know, all this stuff probably, that you know, came from his career. But obviously, she was there helping him along the way. They built yeah. this life, right? right? And now she's got no one to share it with. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know if she ever will get remarried.
1: I hope. That she, you know, finds companionship. Me too. I um, do hope that, but it's gotta be just hard. And do you want to be the guy that comes after? oh no, man. Especially in a she, situation like that, it's and, not like a divorce or a breakup. And she has and so many friends too. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: but it's fun watching her Instagram because, like, like I said, she has a lot of celebrity friends. But then, like, uh, Paul Gasol, who's a basketball player, he's always going over there giving stuff to the kids mm-hmm. I think he's like godfather to one of them And but yeah that was a tough one for all basketball people mm-hmm. and my son said it immediately mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah um, we lost Hank Aaron in 2021 yeah. and I didn't that was you know how you read the list and you go oh I thought that happened already <laughs> he was still alive though <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it was like really
0: yeah, yeah, he's the the true home run champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no steroids, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a big one because he was a good game amb- ambassador. You know, there's not a lot, not uh, not a lot of African Americans play baseball anymore. It's uh, true. A lot of Caribbean um, people do. You know, like Dominican Republic and a lot of Latinos play it. but for some reason. African Americans don't play baseball anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they don't anymore. Basketball, football.
1: Um, Michael K. Williams from from uh, your favorite show.
0: That was a tough from one. From the man. wire. Oh, my man Omar from The Wire. He was a fantastic actor. Um, he was on that show. He was on Boardwalk Empire as well. He was a great actor. I did not know he had an addiction problem. Mm-hmm. Um, those always hurt, like um, like him or Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Those, when you overdose like that, that is so, so, so tough. And he was just, he created one of the all-time great you ever watch you have, you never watched The Wire. No, we've
1: talked about it. It's on our list. And in fact, Joe and I were just talking about how we need like we're looking for a series and I I think that's going to have to be the one.
0: The Wire is It's in Baltimore, right? Yeah. Okay. To me, The Wire is the best TV show ever made. Mhm. Um uh, and it's because it plays like a documentary to me. Mhm. Not it's And I think it I think it will to you guys too. I mean, you guys, you know, you are from Flint, Michigan, so you understand some of that stuff it is one of the greatest shows ever i don't know how it never won an emmy I, I blame hbo for that at that time they was pushing sopranos and mm-hmm. sex in the city and all that kind of stuff i get it but the wire is an all-time great show yeah anytime i look at a list and it's like i saw an hbo list and it was like number 11 it's like i can't take those guys seriously mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's that great i've seen every episode we'll of that to. show
1: we'll have to get started it won't be today because as Joe has told me, the Lions, we are, we're getting the Lions game in Florida. All season long, he hasn't seen a Lions game.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, that that is, if you like TV, you have to watch that. And yeah, that was sad when he passed away. Man. Yeah. Omar's coming. You'll know what that means when you watch. Okay. <laughs>
1: I remember um, when I was, I, gosh, I had to be, I was post-Challenger. I was maybe in middle school, but uh, there was a, sh- I can't, it'll come to me, the name of the show on TV, but one of the actors who was a little sort of a heartthrob for girls in my age and my demographic uh, was killed on set with a prop gun. Really? His name was John Eric Hexum. Cover Up was the name of the show.
0: Oh, I know. never heard of that show.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it was probably like a one-season thing, but it hit the news because of the onset nature of the death, and I think that was another instance where I was, one of the early times where I became really aware. Um, my my father would talk about the day he learned that Elvis Presley died.
0: Mm. My dad talked about Thurman Munson a lot. He's mm. a Yankee catcher, died in a, I think he died in an um, airplane crash as well yeah um people a lot of times talk about roberto clemente Mm -hmm. um same with him
1: all this is really wrapped up in my dad's lore you know my dad uh was a a toastmaster and a storyteller (laughs) and you know created these speeches where that even left us family members wondering how much of the was tall tale and how much was true or whatever and and Elvis was firmly woven in the fabric of his stories that he'd tell. And,
0: yeah, I saw one of those, which was awesome. <laughs> right, It was so awesome.
1: Yeah, and so he talked about that one a lot. And I guess he's another one, too, that history is pretty kind to because, I mean, he plucked a 14-year-old girl out of her parents' home and moved her in with them. That's
0: what they did, though, back yeah. then. Like, I think that's Jerry what, Lee Lewis did uh, it? Yeah, I think that's why history is kind to them, like, so... At that, you know, it's hard. To me, it's always difficult. You know, we weren't living in those times, right? Mm-hmm. So now I would say to myself, what the hell would I be doing with a 14-year-old? Right. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. But in those times, it was normal. It was.
1: You know, my mom got married at 17. We talked about it at dinner last yeah. night. I met my dad when she was, she was newly 17 when she got married. Just she would be mortified telling you this now because it's just a different era now, right? But um, right. you know, in her family, I mean, she's kind of said before. Well, there were five sisters and a single mom, and you know, because I, I said, did did Granny have anything to say about this? Like, <laughs> yeah, and it well, was. She was probably happy she found a good man, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, and you know, like I said, you know, different different times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, fourteen years old. Right. That's young.
1: That is. That's young. We lost Norm MacDonald in 2021. Yeah, cancer, right? And, and I think that you'll uh, agree. It's also sad when you find out that they've been holding on to an illness very privately for a long time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. this
0: didn't happen in 2021, but right. Chadwick Boseman that's was like exactly that. That's exactly what I was thinking. And um, it's like, what? Mm-hmm. Like that. So, you know, that didn't impact me. As much as, you know, I, I like Chad Bozeman, but I was just, like, shocked.
1: The story was so gripping that he had been so sick for so long. Yeah, like,
0: this dude did a whole action movie, and then he did The Avengers, and he did, like, a couple of other movies. And right. and Norm McDonald, you know, you don't want people to suffer in silence. Right. But, he, he, but uh, then again, you know, their families knew. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, man, nobody knew. Um, yeah, I'm sure the people I'm that I'm sure loved, people knew. Mm-hmm.
1: looking for more of the strongly worded podcast be sure to join our facebook group and follow the strongly worded pod on tiktok instagram and twitter also make sure you're a subscriber wherever you listen to us and if you listen on itunes leave us a five-star rating and review yeah um well this is you know like a Aw, like welcome to a very melancholy episode (laughs) of the strongly worded podcast yeah, but it's definitely the, that time of year. Do, you, <laughs> um, uh, do you ever have you ever done the celebrity death pool or anything like that at the beginning? Of the oh year?
0: no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean,
1: I did once.
0: Yeah, it's gonna, and, and I won. Did you really?
1: <laughs> so what? And I felt like a horrible person for the rest of my life.
0: So what? So does what do you do? You try to choose what celebrities will die. Yeah, Is that y- you guess? And you guess like who. You're, <laughs>
1: john denver john denver's dead he was in a plane crash oh yes yes he was
0: yes he was that that was a long time ago
1: it was i stopped playing after that because it it got a little too (laughs) because i also said plane crash did you how why did you even know that i was probably drunk like i don't know (laughs) i mean i'm not the kind of person that would do that now Remember john denver always chilling with the muppets yeah yeah, that's right. Oh my John. gosh, I have some John Denver on my playlist, and Joe will turn it up and sing it. <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> <laughs> I I know
0: John, but I don't think I have a lot of John Denver.
1: I just have a couple. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, there are a couple that I have on there, but but yeah, I don't know who will lose in twenty twenty two. I mean, it's we already lost Sydney Poitier, life, but we, yeah, we already lost Sidney Poitier. Jeez that one was a bummer too yeah
0: 94 though
1: i mean it's on that list like we're losing these people from this generation then. yeah
0: but we got denzel denzel's like okay you know what i'm saying like you
1: got sydney but i got denzel all right yeah universe.
0: so but let's not say that too loud yeah for real so you know just like you know we you also have tom cruise <laughs> i
1: don't have tom cruise you I'm not gonna say. You gotta be a loyal listener for that joke. (laughs) As a celebrity deathpool former player, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna cut that short. I'm not gonna say. Before the
0: wire, you need to be watching The Last Samurai. (sighs) Don't listen to my wife. It's a good movie.
1: Here we go. (laughs) All right, listeners. So two things: one, if you know what we're talking about, let us know. If you're a longtime listener and know about our Tom Cruise debate, but two, when you know when we post, let us know. I would be very interested to know from our audience who truly affected them when they when they left this earth what celebrity death affected you and why that sounds good right yeah i want to take a second i haven't told johnny i'm going to do this yet but i'm going to take a quick second to talk about something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts um you've heard in the commercial of our last episode we are currently in fundraising mode for flagler united um this organization over the year that I've been a part of, it becomes more and more meaningful to me all the time. And one of the reasons is I had the opportunity to, uh, I I had the opportunity to work with a couple of teams, but I had the opportunity to work with the girls team last year. And it was a a very special, meaningful experience for a couple of reasons. Um, of course, the most important to me of which is that my daughter was on that team (laughs) and my daughter is simply an amazing human. And, uh, we scrambled for that team i think we had four or five girls try out we needed seven we plucked them out of i don't know where
0: man i remember just saying if we could just get eight girls i'll do it yeah and i think i want to say seven showed up or six or seven showed up i think
1: we had we're looking for two yeah it was jaya haley carolyn i think Aaliyah was there was she a tryouts? Uh huh. Okay. I believe I don't so. I remember that.
0: And then when we thought we weren't going to be able to do it, and then out of nowhere, Kevia's mom came. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. So em- yeah, Emma was. Emma. Dead. Yeah. And we were able to get it done.
1: We were able to get it done, and I just have to say, uh, there are very few times where, in basketball, I truly feel like I know what I'm talking about. But I said with these girls. If we can make this team happen the first year, the next year it'll grow. You said that. I did say that, and we have currently (laughs) 16 (laughs) girls registered for tryouts with more to come.
0: Out out of the 38 registrations we have for tryouts, now everybody doesn't register. I'm trying to get them to register because it makes it easier for us to track and Mm -hmm. put them on teams when they make and all that. But out of the 38, there are 16 girls.
1: There are 16 girls. And, um, I think that every single athlete that comes through this program, each and every one of them is important to me. Like each, I love each and every one of them from the youngest to the ones that are going to graduate in the spring. Um, but I am focused on the girls because those are, are who I work with the most. And some of the lessons I learned from working with women in my past life as a fitness instructor and a coach in Wilson and now, um, you know, working as an assistant coach with the girls basketball program, um, with Flagler United, the lessons I've learned, it's like working with these teenage girls is like the junior version of the things that I had to help women get through when I was working with them when they were grown and things like you and I discovered that for many of the girls, it's the first time they'd played with girls. Yeah. So they had to be the leader. They couldn't defer. Yeah. Um, I mean, just so many things like that. And so listeners, I know we talk a lot about our local ball program, but I'm going to put the GoFundMe we have open right now in our group. And it's also going to be in the show notes of this episode. Uh, we have, I mean, if you, if everybody who is hearing this out of my voice right now could donate $5, you know, we, we provide all of these players, uh, a pretty phenomenal experience and we keep it at a reasonable price. And, um, aside from the feeling, and you'll see, if you look in the GoFundMe, you'll see the video and hear these kids talk about the incredible feeling they have when they walk into a gym and there's a hundred of them all in these Royal blue shooting shirts and Mm -hmm. how that makes them feel awesome to be part of something big like that. Um, we're doing it again and we're trying to raise money to do it again. And we don't want to have to turn anybody away. Yeah, we and do. And we, we yeah. definitely want to be able to increase the level of competition. And we have 16 girls right now. So Whew. if you have $5 or, you know, $500. <laughs> yeah. Well. But yeah, however many dollars <laughs> right. uh, that you could pledge in this GoFundMe, it would be so meaningful to Johnny and I. And if you're local, or if you're not local, but if you're local uh, and you're a listener um, ask your human resource department if your company makes charitable donations and if they would like to see their logo on our shirts, on our shooting shirts or on our jerseys, because, you know, we can make that happen with with certain donations. And you just have gotten to know Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear if you've been listening for a little while. And I hope you know that if you do donate that $500, that $5, woo, Freudian <laughs> slip, uh, or whatever uh, you're able to give, that it's going to go to amazing youth use with with these kids how's that that sounds great i know i just felt very moved to talk about it today because sounds awesome we've got 16 girls (laughs) and we're getting we're really getting ramped up to you know to do this all over again and tryouts are in february and i'm sure we'll talk about it all from time to time but if you made it through that uh soliloquy about how i feel about girls basketball uh (laughs) Come find us on Facebook. We're the Strongly Worded Pod group on Facebook. We have an Instagram, the Strongly Worded Pod. We have a TikTok, and I put something on it last week. Yeah, it was nice. It was cool. The Strongly Worded. And then on Twitter, we're the Strongly Worded P. There's nothing I can do about it. It is what it is.
0: (laughs) Joe's favorite account. Joe's
1: favorite. He loves to say it. And next week I, I hope you'll join us and we're gonna have a conversation about transgender athletes. Yeah. Sounds good. That ought to be a good one.
0: I gotta do my research on that. Yeah, day. that's why I, I thought I didn't want us. Wanna... I can't talk talk about that and no. be saying the wrong stuff.
1: But... I really thought for both of us I would <laughs> tease it today so we have some time to prepare because I want to do that conversation some justice. All right. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for coming over, Johnny. Yeah, we'll be back at it next Sunday. I will see you next Sunday. I will actually see you before next Sunday, but I will see you next <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha
0: Shakes.